Welcome to the Inside Texas Football YouTube channel, powered by Inside Texas. I'm back with my cohort, Justin Wells. We've got another great episode here on the Inside Texas YouTube channel. Got a, light, a lot of great things going on here. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, and don't miss any of the content we put on here. Justin, happy Tuesday. How are you doing today? Brother, there's a lot going on today, Joe. A lot going on the last few days. But uh, I'm doing great. We're, we're this close to National Signing Day. We get to talk about a playoff for the next three weeks, which we've never really got to do that. And then Santa Claus is coming in a couple weeks. And if you ask my son, that's more important than going to basketball practice this afternoon. So, brother, I'm living the life. A lot of things going on. Recruiting, portal, NIL, playoff. We're going to touch a little bit on all those today. Let's start with recruiting because tomorrow we finally hear the decision of four-star cornerback <laughs> in Waco Connolly's Hobie Black. Inside Texas will have great coverage at announcement. Justin, you've gotten to know the Black family pretty well over the course of his recruitment. What's one part of this entire process that's really stood out to you about how Kobe's gone through it, schools have gone through it? What's, what's one aspect that really stands out to you as – the recruitment comes to a close tomorrow. When you see recruits on the level that Kobe's at, the elite, your high four-star, your five-star types, they enjoy it at first, but then it becomes too much. It becomes way too much because the attention, the phone calls, the coaches, I mean, it, it really, it, it, it becomes a lot. And so sometimes kids change through the process. Kobe Black never changed. Kobe Black never got stressed. You know, when he had all these different schools and people constantly asking, you know, who's your top five? What officials are you taking? You know, when are you going to make a decision? Kobe was always cooler than the other side of the pillow. He's like, yeah, I'm figuring it out. I'll figure I, I'll know. I'll know when I know. Then I'll let everybody know. I got to talk, got to know his parents really well. And I would talk to his dad and I'm like, it, it, you know, is, is Kobe really just this, you know, you know, just this easy going when it comes to this process. And he goes, he, he kind of is, he saw his older brothers go through recruitments and any, and his dad was a college player, you know, played at Kansas state with Michael Bishop in the late nineties. So they understood what, what he was going to get into. Kobe knew what was going to happen before this all started a couple years ago. That's what stands out to me. Kobe is still the same kid. He's still the same easy going, uh, easy to talk to, um, you know, people, fans are always wanting his decision. Well, they want his decision because he's a really good corner because he's going to come in and be an impact guy wherever he chooses. But, man, Kobe's been cool the entire time. He hasn't changed his personality, and he hasn't become flustered or anxious or anything like that. Now, I think his parents would probably tell you they wish he'd have made this decision a lot sooner, but they let Kobe handle all this, and he's handled it very, very well. You've been all over this recruitment. You've been heading to Waco plenty. You've seen him play a few times. Kobe's got teammates who are at Texas, former teammates in, in Trey Wisner and Jelani McDonald. He's got family at Oklahoma State. He's got suitors at AM, LSU, I think Oklahoma or Ohio State, one of those two or the other ones. Uh, we'll find out tomorrow. We'll have a lot more in-depth on that. It's been a fun recruitment to follow just because, like you said, he's handled it maturely. Hasn't been any silliness. It's gone on, but it hasn't been like a silly recruitment or an annoying one for, I think, people to cover or to follow. And I think that's a great testament 
to what everybody in the Black family and over at Waco Connolly have been able to do. Before we get going on the next part of our show, going into a little bit more recruiting, got to mention our great sponsor, Andre the Lawyer. He never takes more than their clients. No win, no pay, and no upfront costs when Andre the Lawyer is your lawyer. Their principal office is in Dallas, Texas, and they've been representing injured Longhorns throughout the state of Texas. Every client gets a personalized text message number so they can contact the team and get direct access to their lawyer all day and night. Contact Andre the Lawyer at 214-444-8808, whether you're in car wreck, 18-wheeler accident, slip and fall, job injuries, or wrongful death, 214-444-8808 to talk to Andre the Lawyer. Getting back to the show, we used to play a little over-under game back when it was peak recruiting season where there were visits, there were official visits. There was a bunch of different things going on. We used to always set over-unders at how many commits would the Texas Longhorns have before we recorded our next show. Now, even if we record next Tuesday, which we plan on doing, signing day is next Wednesday. And we might as well just push it all the way to signing day next Wednesday with our over-under game. There are official visits. There are in-home visits. There are a lot of different things going on. So I'm going to set the total at two and a half. You going over from high school, from high school. You going over or under? I'm going to go under. I'm going to go under. I feel good about two, about two guys. And I know Texas is in the mix for a couple others. They're definitely still talking to, to guys like Solomon Williams and Terrence Hibbler and Alex Foster, Dominic McKinley. They're going to do an in-home with the Acadiana, uh, Louisiana kid on Friday. I mean – it would if it went over, I would not be surprised. But there are two of them I feel real good about right now, and so I'm going to go under. I want your take though. What do you think? You know, I think that's the safe bet. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're actually doing betting on this, but there you, you mentioned it right there. You know, and there's what four guys right there. They're poking around with some 2024 wide receivers. They have all those defensive linemen, including guys like. Uh, uh, Terrence Tibbler, I think, from Mississippi. Terrence Tibbler, Jr., uh, Mississippi State, yeah. Of, of course, we just looked and, and talked about Kobe Black. And the other big one is Xavier Filsame, uh, the McKinney five-star who's currently committed to the Florida Gators. Um, there are a number of great candidates from that group, but I just don't see three materializing like you 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 do as well. Uh, I think two is probably the, the safe number there. Um, we'll see when those two happen, how those two happen. If either of those two make it to campus over the next week, definitely something to check out on inside Texas where visitors will be coming in. It's kind of the last opportunity before the signing period and the dead period. Lots of great Intel there. Uh, we'll keep it posted and it'll be good to check in on pretty constantly. Yeah. One, one note too is this is through early national signing day. So Ryan Williams, who just reclassified, doesn't fall into this category for any people that are watching that might want to, it may want to ask us at insidetexas.com. Come hang out with us. It's a great time. That's Ryan Williams is going to take it to February. So we'll, we'll get into that subject later on, but this was before early national signing day, which is essentially about a week. And that's, yeah, man, I have to go safe. You know me, when we do our betting stuff, I'm always going safe. That's probably why I win more. There was some other NIL, NIL news today uh, that came out through on three. 
Justin, you got something on that? Yeah, uh, I was going to ask you. Um, the Texas One Fund and WME come out with a deal. Jeremy Crabtree had a story about it earlier at, at On3. It, it sounds like another NIL uh, package kind of coming together, working. Uh, if Texas needed any more, that they're getting more. But you're more dialed in on that side of it, and so I wanted to ask you exactly what you know. What what's what is the WME deal, and kind of elaborate on that. Yeah, so WME WME is one of the biggest agencies out there in sports. They kind of made their their name first with some tennis superstars with Serena Williams and and Novak Djokovic, but they started to move more into the sports scene. And um, when you have one of the biggest agencies on your side and especially one that's putting a office in Austin to help with this and to help the Texas One Fund, it's a huge win for Texas. You've got professionals, uh, which some of this industry doesn't have a lot of quite yet. You've got professionals who are there helping Longhorn athletes market themselves, get into deals, things like that. And one of the big things that I thought was great about uh, Crabtree's article was it's got Chris Del Conte in a news release. And I think that's always been a little bit of an underappreciated part of some of these different NIL releases. You can have, you know, let's Jordan Whittington can sign a deal and it's awesome. He's getting paid. He's getting what's rightfully his for name, image, and likeness. But, you know, sometimes it's on his own and that's not a bad thing. But when you have Chris Del Conte coming in and saying, this is good. I like this. This is something that I, I support and that Texas fans can and should support and be happy for. I think that's huge as far as mentality because, like it or not, there are some people who are still repulsed at the idea of NIL, that a scholarship, uh, education, all the stuff that they get as student athletes should be enough. When you have the athletic director who has to push for all those different things for those student athletes saying, no, 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 this is important too. And he's done this multiple times as well. I I always look at that when there's the, the seal of approval from him, uh, the seal of approval from Patrick uh, Wheel Smith, the, the director of the Texas One Fund. Wheels. I mean, it's just something that you don't find elsewhere. You're not getting these big agencies moving into a place like Austin, or you're not getting them moving into smaller towns. They're, they're really just not because it doesn't behoove them to. When you're in a growing metropolis like Austin, even though you can be the college student and the man on campus on the 40 acres, you've got a city of a million, million plus around you that you can tap into. We yeah. saw Bijan Robinson do it. We've seen Xavier Worthy, Quinn Ewers, a bunch of different guys, Jordan Whittington do it. And this is something that's only going to help Texas and I think will help differentiate them from so many other different NIL uh, just organizations, opportunities that some colleges are able to provide. It shows that they're proactive, Joe. They're not there. This is an ever evolving circumstance. This thing is, you know, we talk about portal and, and, and high school recruiting. It is fluid and there's so many changes going along. And it just shows to me, Del Conte and those guys being proactive, not just being, you know, happy and content with what's going on, going through right now, which is, you know, they're doing really well in NIL. But this, to me, it's above and beyond. We'll move a little bit into portal news. That's not specifically related to NIL in this case, but it is kind of in the big picture. A lot of portal news, the quarterbacks around the country, uh, Texas rivals to the north having some big portal additions and subtractions. Um, just all different things going on with the portal. But the Longhorns 
seems to one big story that's coalesced is their pursuit of Clemson defensive back Andrew Makuba. Uh, he was a member of the class of 2021, I believe, from Austin LBJ, coached by Texas Director of High School Relations Jamal Fenner. Yeah. Uh, had some great seasons for the Clemson Tigers, including uh, his freshman year under Brent Venables at Oklahoma. Obviously, there's some connections there. There's connections all over the country, and he's got his Austin connection, as we mentioned. So, Justin, uh, we put out a little bit of info on Makuba today on Inside Texas, but what do you have to, to – what, what's kind of the latest with Texas and Makuba, who seems to become their clearest portal priority? Well, what we have learned is that there is nothing haste or rushed about Texas in the portal process. They, they, they take your, they take their time. In the position this roster's in, I think they have the leverage to do that. They don't have to rush. They don't have to take a chance on somebody. They can they can go through these guys. Makuba is a guy that they will thoroughly eval, and, and he's an easy fit. This is a guy that they're going to need to replace the star in nickel next year. And Makuba can do a lot of little things. He can play both safety spots. He can play that nickel. I think he, it's imperative, actually. And I think he's gonna. He, he wants to. He, he wants to see the schools. He wants to see a few schools. He wants to connect with a few coaches. I feel like Texas is going to be probably the last trip. He's supposed to see Oklahoma. And listen, that one's going to be tough. Brent Venables, head coach there now in Norman. You you mentioned it. There's a connection there, and they like each other. He's going to see Ole Miss. And you mentioned earlier how sometimes how NIL and the portal don't go together. <laughs> you weren't talking about Ole Miss. And so that is an extension as well. USC is in the mix. Oregon wants to get him up there for a trip. And any kid that's ever visited the University of Oregon, buddy, that's 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 like seeing a spaceship. It's a really nice place. So Makuba's gonna it's gonna take a little bit of time. He's in no rush. None of these guys are. Your higher level guys can take as long as they want in some cases. Obviously, you have to be enrolled by January, but um Texas is in a great spot. Texas is in a real good spot. I love the connection with Finner. I think that's huge. I wish Texas would have gotten in better the first time this recruitment came through. I remember meeting him in 2019, 2020 in a seven on seven camp. And it was easy. It was easy to see then that he just had this track and smack type ability, type, type of type of uh, athleticism. And, and, and he, you know, Clemson picks well. They come into Texas. They, they usually pick they usually pick their evaluations really well. And so. When he popped down on the portal, I think everybody, I know everybody in our staff, eyes kind of opened up, lit up. It's like, wait a minute, this one makes way too much sense. And in some of these cases, we don't have to overthink it. Andrew Makuba is a guy that you don't have to overthink. He's a culture fit. He's a physical fit, emotional fit. He's lived in the city, so it won't overwhelm him. To me, it makes all the sense in the world. It's still portal recruiting. So you still have to pay attention to the other schools because you don't know who's going to come up potentially with a bigger, better bag. That's part of that's part of it. And you don't know where it might come from. But at the end of the day, I love where Texas is at with Makuba. I love that relationship. I love that there's a spot. A lot of times with portal guys, they want to know if they're going to play or not, if they're going to start or not. And I love that Texas can sell. We actually have a spot for you. John A. Barron is going to be playing them in, in the league next year. And we, we have this area here that we could use your talent, your versatility. And so for me, I think that's the biggest fit. It's that we, you don't have to promise them anything. Look at the depth chart. 
there's a spot wide open there for you right now. We've got a lot of young kids that have played that spot, but a veteran who was a, the, the defensive uh, defensive All-American his freshman year, yeah, that's a guy that would fit in, and I think that's why McCubin, Texas, makes too much sense. I'm almost certain that uh, Barron and McCuba may have been teammates on the same seven-on-seven team. There's one in Austin. And even if not, Pflugerville and where LBJ is, not they all know each other. Those in, in football players from the same city, even a city as big as Austin, the ones that are really good, they hang out with each other. So I wouldn't be surprised if even today Barron himself has reached out to, to Makuba and given him a little sell on what you're talking about. There is a little bit of a difference between him and Barron that I think we do need to acknowledge. And Ian Boyd did this earlier today on Inside Texas is that Makuba is he was a safety in high school. He's a safety at Clemson, and he got moved to their star position this year kind of for the first time. And he has the athletic traits that a lot of safeties don't have to where he could cover slot receivers. Barron was a little different. Barron was a corner to start with out of Pflugerville Conley. Right. Uh, and, you know, obviously he played a lot of corner this season even. Uh, but then he moved into star uh, became really great at it and uh, sees himself bounce back a little bit. And, you know, just a corner who could fit in the run really well. Uh, so a little bit of difference there. But, you know, finding these guys is is difficult. Just the fact that there is a, a star position in the portal to recruit, you don't find those very often. It took Texas a long time, regardless of scheme, to find the right guy You're for right. that role. And Barron's been huge in it. Um, I, I I think Texas – I do wonder, and maybe we can go on to this in another conversation, I do wonder if it's you want to be first to get the visit or you want to be last to get the visit. Sometimes with high school recruiting, you want to be last. Maybe sometimes with portal recruiting, you want to be first. But it's tough to it, – that he's going to come see the hometown team. It's hard to think that he's going to not give them a chance, especially yeah. with high school coach there. So that's one – that's a fun one to follow. I've had a lot of information on Inside Texas about that one. Make sure you check that one out. Before we get into one quick playoff question, got to mention our sponsor one more time, Andre the Lawyer. Uh, again, never takes more than their clients. No win, no pay, no upfront cost. Principal office is in Dallas, Texas. So if you need help, whether you're in a car wreck, 18-wheeler accident, slip and fall, on-the-job injury, or wrongful death, call Andre the Lawyer, 214 214- 444-8808-214-444-8808. Justin, like I mentioned, we can't get out of here with, without a playoff question. About two weeks, a little bit more than two weeks until we start getting into, uh, you know, the week of uh, for the playoffs. Uh, but let's let's talk about what's going on right now. Uh, as as okay. Eric Nalene and Drew Kelson talked about yesterday, this is a time of rest, recovery before they really start getting back to practice later this week. Longhorns, you know, if you play 13 football games in, what, 15 weeks, you're going to be pretty banged up. Um, You may not be more banged up than other teams, but it's a tough, violent sport, and it takes a toll on people. So for the Longhorns specifically, whose return to as close to full health as possible will be the most critical for them against the Huskies? That's a really good question. Um, I think we just spoke about him. Jade Barron. Jade has not been healthy this year. since I want to say since week three or week four, he's had some – actually, going into the summer, I think he had a few ailing 
issues. And so he has never really been full, fully healthy this year. And even he wasn't supposed to play in the, in the Texas-Houston game. And by halftime, they had him in a uniform. It was that important. And he had to play corner. So to me, that guy is the most underrated dude on that defensive side. Everybody talks about Tavondre Sweat and Byron Murphy, and for good reason. I mean, they're big boys. They might get you. But Barron is so critical there, so critical for the reasons you had mentioned. And so I'm going to say Jade Barron, get that guy healthy. I know he's had, I think, some foot stuff, a toe thing. Get healthy. Get right. Because, listen, Washington's going to spin the pill. They're going to throw that thing all over the field. They take more deep shots than any team in college football. And Jade Barron's going to be needed in a lot of that. And so um, – to me, it's about Barron getting healthy. What about you? I think that's my number one as well. I think you mentioned anything I wanted to say about Barron. I'll give you number two, though, Ryan Watts. And that's not to discount yes. what, what Malik Muhammad and, and Terrence Brooks, even Gavin Holmes, have been able to do at the corner position uh, with, with Watts out for the past, you know, basically game two games minus one play. Yeah. Uh, but Watts was really good last year against McMillan, Odunze, and Polk. He's been great this year, although I'm not sure how much his run-stuffing uh, ability will be needed against Washington. It's always great to have. You've seen him make really smart plays like the K-State play. You haven't seen – you know, you, you see him get physically burned, just like, well, the guy's a little faster, guy's a little taller. But his corners get burned. Yeah, that's, that's part of playing the position. You don't really see him out of position. And while you haven't seen that much from Muhammad or, or Brooks, they're still young players, and they're – probably more likely to have that happen to him than someone like Watts. So um, Barron for sure, Watts number two. If we want to make a pick on the offensive side of the ball, I think there's two options there. And number one's Quinn Ewers. You know, I, yeah. I think we know that he's been playing really good football. We've seen it with our own eyes. Uh, but when you have a shoulder injury and you're a quarterback, you know, it still takes some time to get going. And I think he's had time to get up to speed, get to where he needed to be to be playing good football. But, hey, the ability to maybe just take a week off, not have to throw, just give that shoulder some rest. It matters. It's pretty important and I think is going to be crucial for a, a game plan that may see Sarkeesian uh, emphasize Quinn Ewers' passing ability like he did last year against the Huskies. Hey, and don't forget, I'll give you another offensive player. Get X right. We have seen X on crutches at the end of too many games the last month. Last couple last couple months, um, we reported, I believe it was Sunday or Monday, that, that Worthy was out of the boot and he was healthy and is expected to go through practices, which start on Friday, playoff practice, bowl practices, rather. And so playoff, yeah, that is playoff practice. I haven't, I haven't, we haven't been able to say that yet. I was correcting it and then you have to. Xavier Worthy on the offensive end. It, it, for as much as Quinn Ewers needs to put the cannon back in, its, back in, in the box just for a little while to let it rest, kind of get it, Xavier Worthy. You want to get somebody super healthy. You want to make sure he's going to be an impact guy. If you want to beat Washington, because they have good, they've got a good secondary. They, they they will play well. You want to beat Washington, you got to have a healthy Quinn and a healthy X. And so on the offensive side, give me Worthy. I think those are two great choices, four great choices overall. And of course, Justin, another great video with you overall, making our debut on the Inside Texas Football Channel. We'll be here a lot. We'll be here all week uh, after games, uh, throughout the offseason, covering recruiting team. Got a lot of great things in store for this channel. 
Make sure you like the video, subscribe so you don't miss a single moment of it. Justin, looking forward to this week. Some big recruiting news, some a lot of different big news. It's going to be fun to cover. Thank you so much as always. I'll be at the state championship. Uh, you know, obviously I'll be in, in Waco on Wednesday. I'll be at the state championship Friday morning for the first game. Tyler Chapel Hill against Anna. Chapel Hill has a defensive back, Demetrius Brisbane, with a Texas offer. They're still talking. He's committed to SMU. Anna has a budding offensive lineman, 2027, 6'4", 290-pound Peyton Miller. Hey, man, the content is going to be flowing this weekend at InsideTexas.com. Come hang out with us. It's a good time. $1 for one month or 50% off an annual subscription with our playoff special. Make sure you check us out. Thank you so much for watching. We will see you next time on Inside Texas Football.